Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. Hey, all you crazy cool parents out there. I have Mackenzie with me today, and we are going to talk about a hot topic, which is home educating. And so we're going to talk about a little bit about her um, experience being home educated, but really we're going to come from the perspective of she has her bachelor's degree in psychology. (laughs) And so she is very wise, wise beyond her years, um, wise beyond having not educated her own children yet, but she's got some great advice for you mamas and daddies out there that are going to just spend this next season educating your kids. And so I think you're going to find this very valuable, but to start off with Ken's just tell us about your own homeschool experience so I get to be in the middle of the mini Mannings um I'm the fourth (laughs) both ways and so with that I got the tail end of the girl education and the spearhead of the boys uh the endeavor for the boys um and so me and Michael were taught a lot together and And you and Michael were similar because you guys both had like learning Mm -hmm. issues yeah so I had a really hard time learning how to read Um, it just didn't really click in my head. My brain moved a lot faster than I was able to articulate. And so, oh my gosh, she would do the funniest thing. She would read a, she would read a sentence and she would say things that were not in the sentence at all. Do you remember like, what's an example? I would say like the dog went to the house and I'd be like, the puppy went to the home. And I'm like, (laughs) I got the idea, but I don't know how I got it because my brain would understand it and then like re-articulate it. And just had a hard time learning how to read going into sixth grade got diagnosed with dyslexia and it was really helpful to realize oh that's what's been the problem i'm not stupid my mother's not a terrible teacher (laughs) i have a great iq i'm very smart but i just don't know how to do the basic things that are getting asked of me and um i remember doing barton for a long period of time which is just a program that my mom had and a group of moms started doing with their kids to help understand letters and making words. And it was just what I needed to get me over the educational hump of learning um, because the basic things that had worked with my sisters before hadn't worked with me. And so my overall homeschooling experience was a lot of playing and a lot of being outside (laughs) and a lot of go do this so that I can do this with this other kid Um, and a lot of... um, time with my siblings which taught me how to do conflict management and things of that sort um I remember probably the most memorable season of uh being homeschooled was my fifth and sixth grade year with me and Michael alone with mom for certain days um while everyone else is at school and we and we put the babies in Mother's Day out, so mm-hmm. it was a win-win. And if I didn't hijack them and take them to the grocery store, then we would actually get a lot done. Mm-hmm. We read through the whole adventure Bible. And and, and y'all learned how to cook, because while I was teaching one kid, the other kid would mm-hmm. go t- cook us lunch. Yes. Yeah. Nachos. Super simple. Mm-hmm. It wasn't anything. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing I learned in that season was how to learn and how to learn the basics and the things that were essential for specifically going into school the next year. It felt like there was a, um, a focus in on what we needed to really know so that we could be a success in the next seasons. 
So yeah, concentrated learning. That's good. And so I would definitely say that I am not that mom that was all about the facts and all about the worksheets mm-hmm. and all about getting the getting the knowledge in. I was way more that mom of what are you passionate about? What do you want to learn? Let's mm-hmm. learn that. And let's, and let's get in the basics for sure. Let's learn the basics. Let's get solid in the basics so that you can be a success. Cause I didn't want to burn them out. Mm-hmm. I wanted them to be des- eager, desiring mm-hmm. learning more so than I wanted them to know a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And I remember, and I say this often, a specific moment in sixth or seventh grade, sitting with two of my friends who had been in school, this incredible school their whole lives, and them looking at me and being like, I want to go home. I'm so sick of school. And me being like, what? I just <laughs> got here. Like, what do you mean you want to go home? I'm like, we just, what? Like, there's multiple people teaching us multiple topics that they care about. Like, this there's is school great. supplies and a locker <laughs> and friends, so many friends. I'm like, what do you mean you want to go home? yes Kenzie bless her heart is an extrovert and she has a mother and a brother who were introverts and so she just yeah desperately needed to get out into the world for sure okay so that's good Ken so anything that you would say to our parents about homeschooling just to encourage them before you give them all these pieces of nuggets I think the first thing is whether you're homeschooling or not, education is in the parents' hands. And um, so if you do have your kids in school, um, this is not mean, okay, now turn off your pod, like turn off the podcast and go home. But it's like, no, you parenting and education are in the same boat. They're doing the same thing. And so whether you're personally educating your children or if a teacher is educating your children, you're personally parenting your kids or your teacher's personally parenting your kids and so you have to be aware of what's getting put into your kids and um so having conversations about education is not just stuck in the classroom but it extends to home too and then another thing that I would probably say is um that you can do it that is um (laughs) the education process is not crippling but it's inviting and when I just think about the character of Jesus and the way that he was a teacher and he taught and that's one of the biggest pieces of his character is desiring for his children to learn how to learn and to do it with intentionality and excitement and so yeah that's what I would say that's so good. That's so good. And I know that, like, I love the your education's in the parents' hands. We talk about that all the time. You can send your kids to school all day, but when they come home, you're going to have to wash off the world. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to undo some of the things that they have been taught because you don't agree with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the government or the textbook or whatever it is that the teacher's teaching says that they have to teach that. And mm-hmm. so, but if you have your kids at home, then you're going to have the opportunity to teach them what you want them to learn. And we did go through the whole Bible. We yeah. I don't know that we made it through the whole math book, but we made it through the whole Bible. <laughs> and so you you are in charge of their education, whether they are go to school or whether they don't. They're, mm-hmm. they're always going to be learning and you're always going to be teaching them with whatever it is that you say or do to them. Love that. Also love that Jesus taught. He sat down in circles mm-hmm. and he taught and he taught by example and he taught by parables and he taught by stories. Yeah. He taught by facts. And he taught by all of it. Yes. He taught by all of it. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's no small thing that we get to do that with our children mm-hmm. as well, whether it's a nine to five, you know, nine to three or eight to mm-hmm. three, whatever time schools did. And we never did school for that long, for sure. It was more like a until mm-hmm. noon, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So now moving on. So 
I want you to tell us what your education taught you, that fancy you know, degree mm-hmm. that you got from t- Texas A&M in psychology about what it is that kids need for from their education. So just kind of mm-hmm. empower and equip our parents. I think we've got, I don't know, six or seven little points here that mm-hmm. I want you to share with them. Yeah, I think, no, I also know that there's a lot of education that has come outside of Texas A&M too and my classes. And so there's just like a lot of different Yes, because Mackenzie loves to learn. I do. She loves to learn and she listens to podcasts. She was texting me just the other day, mom, you've got to watch this homeschool podcast. I'm like, babe, I'm I'm not homeschooling anymore. (laughs) Mom, this is amazing. Me neither, (laughs) obviously. (laughs) Why are you listening to that? (laughs) But yes, one of She's my, listening to him for you guys, though, mm-hmm. so that she can put it on our website and show you that, you know, pay attention, <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> yes, and I just believe that there's value in anything, and so that's another, not even in this part, but there's value in learning from anywhere, and so it's so like, good. okay, I would want to learn from homeschooling parents because I'm in the process of educating myself, and so I want to educate, know how to educate myself so I can educate others. Um, But the first thing is to appreciate your kid. Um, and whenever I think about this, I think about the like funny joke of why, like why would you teach a monkey to swim or a fish to climb a tree? Like in realizing that that's the kind of test that your kids are walking through in mm. the education system and just in our culture is, okay, your kid is a fish, but they're saying, okay, now go climb this tree. And you're mm-hmm. like, no. Like, and this Sit still, do this worksheet, yes. think like this, write like this, mm-hmm. do this, when they might be totally kinesthetic, where they need to touch it and they need to feel it and they need to manipulate it. Oh, yeah. And there's even been like studies and things that have showed that kids moving around while you're reading to them is actually showing that they're engaging, yes. and which is so contradictory to what everything about, like paying attention is looking at me and hearing me. But no, maybe them jumping up and down and being on their head is actually the best thing for them because it's they're a monkey. Their brain yeah (laughs) they need to move they can't just swim so that's like the first thing and I think that in my education process it was really it was helpful to know okay my brain works slowly and my learning process I have to hear it and see it and I have to go the most roundabout way to get information in my brain but it's stuck and I now can learn and learn really hard concepts and really big things because I've learned that I'm a fish and I'm not a monkey. And so I'm going to swim and swim and I'm going to go in a roundabout way and I will accomplish the task that's been asked of me, but it will be different than the way that the most people do it. And I think that was the hardest thing for me is watching some of my friends just learn how to read so quickly and being so discouraged and frustrated and, and beat down on myself. But saying, oh, no, I am beautifully, wonderfully made. I can do great Mm -hmm. things. My brain Mm -hmm. is beautiful. I have a great IQ, like focusing on the things that I have. So then in the places where I'm weak, the Lord can come in and be like, okay, now we're going to learn how to read in this way. And now we're going to learn here are the tools, not the crutches that I'm going to give you to where then you can actually continue and strengthen these strengths that I've, these like gifts that I've given you. And so one of the things that was crazy about Mackenzie on how she did that and how we, you know, really appreciated her is that she visually had a hard time reading, but auditorily she was just brilliant. And so she would have the book in front of her and then we would have her an audio book that was reading it to her. So she was getting it both ways, mm-hmm. touching the book and highlighting it. So she was getting it, you know, kinesthetically as well. 
but she would two or three or four times the audio. And so the people were talking so fast, you couldn't even understand what they were saying. And I was like, Mackenzie, oh my gosh, because her brain, the problem was with her brain would move so fast mm -hmm. that her eyes couldn't catch up. Yeah. And so she trained her eyes to read super fast mm -hmm. to go along because she was really more doing the auditory than anything. Yeah. It's fascinating. I mean, absolutely fascinating. And I still do that. Like I listen often all the time. I listen to everything on double speed or on hoopla. There's even triple speed because I'm like, I'm just trying to get the story. I'm just trying to get the concept. <laughs> like I'm not trying to remember every single detail I am getting, but I'm getting the information that, that you need. Yeah. And my brain works that quickly to where I can oh. actually comprehend it in. And so that's a crazy thing because society would say, maybe even the education system would say that she was actually slow mm -hmm. or she was dumb or something like that. And reality is that's not, that's not it at all. She was mm -hmm. actually brilliant. Like mm -hmm. two, it was actually the system was slow. <laughs> the system was dumb. Oh, so good. Okay. So the next thing mm -hmm. that you talk about, which I love is strengthening the basics. What mm -hmm. do you mean by it? What is What is that concept? So... The other day I was watching um, some kids and we were working on some worksheets and he was drawing C's and could not do it. Like, or even, How old was he? Uh, like three or four. Okay. So not super, like pretty young. Yeah, yeah. And so with that, he was getting so frustrated because he couldn't do it. And I just like had this realization of, oh, you don't have the basics down of how to write. And so now you're associating writing with frustration mm. and you're associating C's. Getting a little mind yeah. block. Wow. And so you're seeing that as, oh, I don't like drawing. I don't like school because you don't know how to you like use a pencil and so instead of going and i learned this in my art classes too of you have to know the basics in order to do the hard things and so the basics of knowing how to hold a pencil and knowing how to um like understand the concept of numbers more than just being able to count understanding okay how many books are in the room okay how many uh globes are in the room let's count them one two three okay there's three of those you understand the concept of numbers instead of just working on worksheets to try to put concepts into your children using um the basics making sure they have the basics down before you put them in so like if you asked if I asked Truett, my nephew, to go and Who's run a half, and a half marathon, he would have a very hard time because he doesn't have the basics of walking mm -hmm. down or mm -hmm. to do anything, like, or mm -hmm. like to write a book or it's anything. Good. He wouldn't be able to because he doesn't have the basics. And so figuring out, okay, what is the basics and where is my child in these? And then strengthening from there rather than saying, oh, you'll figure out the basics in the midst of learning these other things. Let's kill two birds with one stone. Well, if they actually can't kill two birds with one stone, then you have to kill one bird with one stone and then move on and be a part of the process of strengthening. And that's so good. And I just want to speak into that too, that the basics are actually fun mm -hmm. and we just fly over them thinking that though we should have that taken care of, but you go back to the little boy who can't do his pencil. Well now play pickup sticks with pencils. Now learn how to twirl mm -hmm. the pencil, play games with the pencils, do fun things because when the basics are fun, then that builds that mm -hmm. foundation of, Oh, I want to, I want to take my basics and do something with it. Yeah. I want to, I want to, Oh my goodness. Look, I, I'm holding my pencil so strong. What can mm -hmm. I do with that? Oh, you can draw with it. You can make letters with yeah. it. You can. And so the basics are fun. So just to take a minute, if you see that your child is struggling with something, then strip it down to the basics mm -hmm. and go back there um, and help them have a success in that yeah. basics. We'll talk about that in a minute too. Okay. So so the next one is valuing experiences. Mm -hmm. So tell us about that. So with valuing experiences, um, it kind of goes back to like counting and 
solidifying it through actual things and Mm -hmm. I just think about the concept of science and how hard it is to really grasp it and so to sit here and say okay we're going to read this textbook and understand how a tree works is ridiculous when you have a tree outside go look at it like take the bark off the tree like cut it down if you need to like figure out (laughs) right how do we understand the tree through the experience of the tree rather than just doing a worksheet and being done with it or and look at the leaves and mm-hmm. then see the vi- the veins in it and watch them change colors yes and, oh, and every so season valuable. say okay we're going to take a picture of the tree every one one day every week and just see how it changes and grows and we're gonna i took a horticulture class and pruning classes because i just wanted to know about trees and i got to the day that i i took a whole semester of a horticulture class and i took one day of a pruning class and i learned more in that one day than the whole semester because i experienced and i actually mm. cut the trees and actually saw them and so get them in as many experiences like that where okay we're gonna learn about the solar system so we're gonna go out to the, space yes it's so beautiful <laughs> we're gonna go to the museum and we're gonna sit in the place that has all of the different um stars and then we're going to sit outside and we're going to learn and we're going to go to a telescope and we're going to see it because that's way more valuable than us just sitting in the room and trying to fake make it and there's so many places on our screens and things that are fake making things and we want the real thing we want to experience the real thing and so and with history go places like go to boston go to massachusetts go overseas Mm -hmm. and see places and say yeah this is what happened here and even learning about whenever you and dad went to jerusalem and you got so much experience the bible came to life it's like okay that is valuable to create experiences for your children in every subject in every aspect of education so good it just it brings it to life they get to experience it themselves and when they experience it themselves then it Mm -hmm. becomes important because they own it at that point that's what we're Mm -hmm. trying to do is to get them to own their education yeah we don't want to be a we don't want to be a teacher we want them to be a learner Mm -hmm. so we want to give that to them and that's the best way to do is through experiences good 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 Mm -hmm. okay so i mentioned this one so learning itself is the win so Mm -hmm. to learn to do that itself that's the win yeah Tell us about that. So with that, I think it's helpful if you're goal-oriented to focus on what the real goal is. And I recently listened to the Hunger Games series and one of the questions that are the things that she tell they tell Katniss the main characters know who the enemy is like know mm. what you're actually who you're actually against because there's a lot of places where you're going to get frustrated and you're going to lose sight but know who the enemy is and so with this parents know what the win is like is the win for your kid to get frustrated or accomplish a whole book of worksheets but get nothing out of it good. no the goal is for your child to learn and love to learn and desire and to see their passions get invigorated and to just get to understand different pieces of this world because every time they understand a piece of this world they'll understand a part of who God's character is because he's the creator of all of it and so that's the bigger win and so if you're feeling so small-minded and tunnel visioned in on worksheets and we've got to get it done yeah we've got to finish the workbook and yeah yeah, it's better for them to draw one beautiful C than to draw 50 average C's like it's better for them to have a understanding of photosynthesis to where they can say it in 50 years from now than for them to finish an entire textbook and not understand any of it and Mm -hmm. one thing my friend asked told me the other day is she was like college is an education is the only place that we pay for something and don't try to get the most out of it and that is a concept that stuff like it makes me so mad because I'm like I've spent thousands of dollars to try to take shortcuts in my education no like that's not the win the win would be and has been in every opportunity that I've gotten to take the education and apply it and 
learn from it. And so it's good. Just focusing on the wins. That's so good. And then parents celebrating those wins. Mm-hmm. When your child does learn something, sure. then daddy comes home and he shares it with daddy and he shares it with little brother mm-hmm. and little sister because as soon as when we, when we learn something and we turn around and teach it, mm. then that takes it to the next level oh, as well. Yeah. And so le- learning itself is the win. So mm-hmm. powerful. Okay, couple more. Tune into their attention spans which feels impossible because for some reason it seems like with each generation, our Mm -hmm. attention spans get shorter and shorter. But you say tune into it, so pay attention to it. What do you mean? Yeah, so specifically we use the word tune in because it's like a radio frequency in that our generation's attention is going to something. And so tuning in to what frequency are we, are like what frequency is your children's attention span at? And some days they will be able to pay attention for hours and someday they will have like 20 minutes maybe. And so- <laughs> Or three. Yeah, so tuning in <laughs> to the daily attention span of your child, but also seeing it as a muscle that can be strengthened as an expanded and realizing in myself, there are seasons whenever I'm able to pay a lot of attention to one thing for a very long time and then other seasons that I'm not. And it's when I'm focusing on mm-hmm. that attention span. And so yeah, I would recommend not being frustrated with your child, but seeing it as another basic is, okay, let's look at your attention span and let's and let's put a timer on for 20 minutes and we're going to be doing this for 20 minutes and then we're going to take a five minute break right. and then we're going to do this and then this is what you can look forward to that we're going to do and so right now we're doing this but we're going to do this after this and so we're going to accomplish this well and so one of the things you said is that the attention spans like a muscle mm-hmm. right and it can be expanded it can be lengthened it can yeah. be strengthened it can grow mm-hmm. and so you just put those like you super practical you put those things in place you put a timer on there mm-hmm. you give an, an award a reward for sitting there or for, or for or for doing whatever it is that you've asked them to do for mm-hmm. finishing it I, w- I know we would do like the little egg timer mm-hmm. the three minute egg timer okay see if you can get this row of, pro- of math problems done by the time the egg timer went off mm-hmm. and so there was a little bit of a competition or a game in there to help them build their attention span but I mean another thing too is they don't have to sit in a chair they can stand up like you said Mm -hmm. I think that there's sometimes our kids come across as if they're bored or they have a small attention span and it's because we are not um challenging them Mm -hmm. we uh, this generation is used to having two or three things coming at them at the same time they can listen to the radio and play a game and Mm -hmm. do their homework i mean they can do all those things at once and so i think that sometimes it is boring for them to sit in a chair and do Mm -hmm. a worksheet and so what would it look like if they acted out the worksheet or if Mm -hmm. they if they built the worksheet with straws or i mean something like that so that you gave them something to do to help expand their attention and with that too another helpful reminder is you are the one that creates the culture that they're in you are the one who opens up their experiences and so if they're watching tv for hours and hours and hours they're not going to want to do a worksheet like they're not going to want to work on something and so knowing the times that they'll be the most engaged and honing in on those areas and giving them space whenever they are not going to be in some days you're going to be really frustrated and they're going to get really frustrated mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. and they're not going to have an attention like at all they're not going to mm-hmm. be able to pay attention at mm-hmm. all and so mm-hmm. giving grace in those days and realizing okay this is not a one and done day we're done it's we're in this for the journey and yeah and so you got to go upside down on those days you got to mm-hmm. go outside and do it or you got to do it in the in a different room mm-hmm. or or everybody switching everybody does everybody else's work yeah. you know just get creative and mix it up a little mm-hmm. bit which it 
again you are the parent of your child though and so if your child actually thrives on order don't just mix it up <laughs> just because we're saying this like know your kid and tune into the That's order the main thing tune yes. into your kid exactly yes. be sensitive to what your yeah. kid needs and doesn't need and know that if one of your kid needs to be upside down and the other one would actually throw up yeah be so mad if he was upside down know that too and don't just put them in a room and say all right you have to do this the exact same because their t- and their ages are all going to be different For and sure. so yeah you got to just be aware of that too okay so last point this is by far i think the best one this is for you parents it's go first yeah. be a lifelong learner and your kids will be too so mm-hmm. be and that's what kinsey says all the time i'm a lifelong learner i'm a lifelong mm-hmm. learner so just explain the value of that yeah the value is then you won't be crippled whenever your children are learning more and more and more. Like you are free to learn with them and beside them. And there's so many pieces of this world that I don't know about, you don't know about, Mm -hmm. we all don't know about. And so for me to sit here and say, yeah, I know everything is literally killing me. And I going to the psychology things, your brain grows as you learn more things and as you build more pathways and like learning something new every day is keeping you young and keeping Mm, you alive but the second that you lose that desire and want to learn something new and pick up the pride of yeah I've got everything I know everything then you're literally dying and so your children are a physical representation of your opportunity to get to continue to learn um and it's just so fun too. like look up a YouTube video about something you have no clue about and it'll shock you the different information and perspectives and then also, you are um, a unique individual who has different experiences than anyone else in the entire world. And so you get to come in with your unique perspective and your, so that's why we get to be lifelong learners mm. is because my life, if I get next to your life, we get to learn new things about each other and new things about nature and all of that. So that's why I think it's incredibly valuable. So good. And then as you are, as you say, I'm a lifelong learner, then that inspires your children to be mm-hmm. that too. And so if they come to their work day at school with a bad attitude and you're like, no, we love to learn. I love to learn. I just learned this yesterday, or I've just mm-hmm. learned this, then you are going first and you're showing your children that it's valuable to learn. And what they're learning right now is valuable. You learned it in the third grade, but you're actually learning some new things right along with them. I was telling mm-hmm. Kenzie that there, when I educated my children, I might possibly have learned more than I did when I went through it the first time. Mm-hmm. And so, all right, anything else, Kins? Uh, another thing that just came to mind is have your kids teach you and mm-hmm. realizing that as you're teaching them, have them teach you too. And as they build, I remember just anytime we had a presentation, we would do it to each other. And then my mom would like critique us and help us fix it and make it better and be like, yeah, I learned this in college to where I can, you can do it better. And <laughs> so even if your kids are in school, use every project that they have as an opportunity to teach them how to teach themselves and how to teach others. Because if they can learn how to do that, then it'll change everything. Oh, so good. All right, parents, so this is how how you can build, how you can have the best home educating experience for your kids. And we have a um, home educating resource for you on our um, website, crazycoolfamily.com, if you want to go check that out. It's a free resource. Um, and we're just super excited for this season that God has with you and your kids as you educate them, whether they're at home with you all day or they go to school and they come home. You are their primary handpicked by God educators. Mm-hmm. So walk in that boldly and confident, confidently. We know you can do it. Go be crazy. Crazycoolfamily.com.